Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up? Welcome to Game Changer. Good morning. I'm David Villa here with Diana. What's up? Good, Good morning. Good morning. It's a frigid Monday morning <laughs> here in Florida. It's not that cold. Frigid. It's cold. There's ice on the trees. It's freaking cold. It's cold. It's cold. All right. So before getting any reason to throw on turtlenecks or flannels or anything, they're gonna do it just for a short breeze. We're gonna do it. Yeah, we don't get a chance to wear winter clothes. So welcome to Game Changer. It's a great Monday morning, and uh, we're gonna talk this week about uh, the topic is glass half full. And are you a half full, half empty person? It's interesting, uh, you know, Starbucks has been uh, out of with this whole supply. I don't know what it is, supply chain issue. I don't know. Everybody's out of everything. Or they say they are. I don't know. So they got, they're out of venti cups. So you got two it's, grandes. Well, no, two talls. <laughs> two talls? <laughs> two tall. That's a grande there. Yeah. So we're just like using this. It's just ironic. This We didn't plan this. And it's, it's, I've been drinking coffee this way now uh, uniquely for the last week and a half or so or last week or so but uh like if you look there's the there's the grande there's a tall you guys tell me and looking at half glass half full there's i get venti so is two talls a venti it actually might be like a little higher than a venti i don't know it so definitely, they give us, it's definitely taller than a venti normally yeah that would be like a pretty <laughs> like goliath like venti smaller huh? around speaking of shortages yeah. dude i got so mad Publix is a, apparently there's a chicken wing shortage right now <laughs> I was at Publix yesterday and I was looking at lunch and they're like, we're sorry, but we're short on chicken wings right now due to a shortage. I'm like, how is there a shortage on chicken wings? Of all things. There's a shortage on movement. There's a shortage of trucks outside of Mexico that are sitting there. There's trucks outside, or trucks, (laughs) boats and uh, the water. And there's just a shortage of, I don't know. There's a shortage of common sense. But hey, we've got, we've got the glass half full, half empty. And that, you know, it's interesting because... Look at things that go on in the world. Do you view it as half empty? Do you view it as half full? Do you let it move you? Sometimes I let it move me too much. You know, sometimes having two cups of coffee like this and it's like it throws my deal off. But is it half empty? Is it half full? And those are light things really compared to, you know, the serious stuff in life, right? So we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the glass half full, the glass half empty, and, um, obstacles really it's obstacles and if we view if we read the word of god you know you look at um even though we feel like we're in a you know unique time i mean even the games yesterday i mean i don't want to get too much into it you know because obviously we don't have time but i mean even this the playoff games if you follow football nfl football we were there at the bucks game uh, my son and i and then um, our brother-in-law and then my son's girlfriend's father and you know just even the way the bucks game ended we we walked out. First of all, you know, that that kind of upsets me if I don't if I don't get myself positioned right, which I've worked on over the last few years. It you know it it affects it affects me, you know. And in the kind of I'm a huge Bucks fan, but then the way the game ended yesterday, we left because we were down, and then we walked out of the stadium. We have suites, and we walked out, so we had really good seats, and it would have been great to see that ending in our seats. But we left. My son was mad when he found this out, and you know he's like, "Why do we leave?" But I'm like, "I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get caught in traffic and lose." But anyway, so we walked out, and then all of the comeback happened, and it was like so many people, hundreds of people that were that had left early were all saying, "You can't get back in," 
because there's no metal detector. So we're all standing outside watching the TV through the window of the club section. It was just funny. And uh, then to see the other games that all weekend ended, just just things, man, are just like, you know, they're just, it's just a very unique season. You know, it just is. It just is. And maybe maybe some things like the, the trivial football things maybe – maybe add to the the what's going on in society, what's going on in politics, what's going on on social media. And it's um, a very unique time. And you can view it as half empty. If And if you are measuring it by the world standards and you didn't have Jesus, and I, and I mean this sincerely, it, it would be, it would be all the way empty, but certainly it, it would be viewed as half empty. But as a believer, and this isn't and this isn't this isn't a cop out this is the real okay as a believer are we viewing it properly because all through the word of god there's obstacles huge obstacles you know even though we go through some unique times we haven't experienced anything close to the obstacles that the men and women that served god that were believers went through in the bible right I mean, I've never been shipwrecked and I've never been beaten 39 times twice, thrice. I've never been, you know, put in prison. You know what I'm saying? There's things that Paul went through that I can't imagine. So here's the thing. It's a glass really half full. And that's what we're going to start with today. And can I just say, in my opinion, God wants to turn our obstacles into opportunities for victory. You know, I'm I'm reminded going back into the Old Testament when the 12 spies, when Moses sent the 12 spies into Canaan, right? Because this is the land that God had promised them. They were in bondage. They were slaved. They were, you know, they were, they were, they were held hostage by Egypt. And, you know, they, they forgot what they came out of and they went through this, this wilderness and so forth. And when they get to this place where God had promised them, he sent these spies in, right? 12 spies, you know, the story. And um, when they returned from this journey into the promised land, all of them gave testimony. All of them gave testimony. By the way, testimony is not just, you think a testimony is like a positive thing, right? Hey, man, that's your testimony. Well, all of them gave a testimony. And they all said they, they saw the same things. They gave a testimony to seeing the same things. They all saw a fertile land, right, that flowed with milk and honey. They saw the fruit that that land produced. You know, there were grapes, the grapes of... Eshaw, right? These are huge grapes. They, these are giant grapes. It took men, multiple men to carry them on sticks, right? All of them observed the op- obstacles, in- including Joshua and Caleb. They all 12 observed the obstacles to possessing the land for themselves. So it was hard to miss, right? And um, the obstacles were, it was a huge pagan population, right? Which is against them and what they stood for. The cities were walled, right? So they were they were fortified. And then there were giants, right? Giants in the land, like a giant venti. So the difference between the two groups of spies was that 10 magnified the obstacles, which is easy to do. I've done that a million times. 10 magnified the obstacles and two majored on the opportunities. They all saw the opportunities. They all saw the obstacles. 10 of them came back. And they magnified, they made the obstacles look bigger because their God was really our God, right? The God they served was really the biggest. And so they, they magnified the obstacles to make them even bigger than they were. And the, one, the, the, other, the other two majored on the opportunities. Two saw the glass half full and 10 saw the glass at least half empty. 
And I think whether we like to admit it or not, right, there's an affliction that can attach itself to the heart of believers. So even though we serve him, God Almighty, we live with the attitude that real victory can't come to our life, right, to our ministry, to our career, to what we do. And I think that we we buy into this um, and we live with that attitude sometimes, even as believers. What do you think? I immediately thought of the scripture where one could put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. So I think it was very strategic that there were two in that story. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I, w- I would like to look at that a little bit deeper. But I think um, I think one thing that's important is when a couple of times you mentioned it is remembering how far they've come, you know, what they were promised. And I think that's one of the things what's so important at the beginning of the year. A lot of people start journaling and going through and writing down goals. It's really, really important not just to start off your year that way, but continue it because they become um, markers of how far we come. The way you look at a glass half full is to remember how far you've come versus how far you are away from where you want to be. And I think that's really important to do that is that we can celebrate those milestones and those markers along the journey, learn from them, grow from them, experience them, enjoy the journey. But I think the biggest part about, you know, approaching life with a half um, full, half glass, a glass half full is being able to recognize how far we've come. And we want to forget that. And I think journaling, if you're a journaler, that's a good thing. If you write notes in your phone, you know, however it is, you have to remember. I think that's one thing for me personally. I always try and remember where I came from because um, it reminds me of the blessings of the Lord, how good God's been to me in spite of me and in spite of my faults and in spite of my failures. He's been good to me and he's been gracious. You know, when you run into those situations, even in your, you know, that you know God worked on your behalf, write it down. So in those seasons, when you approach a day half empty, right? When you're looking at your glass half empty, because we all have days like that where we approach it half empty, go back and remind yourself of the half full days that God's been so good and gracious and merciful and, and sent blessings your way and, and, you know, caused you to reap where you didn't sow and, you know, caused you to be healed when you were sick. You know, he caused restoration and broken relationships. He mended a broken heart. He set you free from the things that, you know, were binding you from walking in the, the fullness of what God has for you. So I think to look at a glass half full he, they knew what they were promised. What they said is they knew. They went to the land and they seen it for themselves. And you know, now I'm reminded of also the scripture, taste and see that the Lord is good. His, he is good. And so even when, even if sometimes it's just one of those things like, God, you gave me the ability to get up and this is the day that you have made. Whatever it is, write down so that in those days where you're kind of feeling discouraged, you can go back and remind yourself. Mm, that's good stuff. Very good stuff. Journaling is really important, and I I, I agree with that as well, writing it down, going back, remind yourself. And I think that that's a great uh, way to keep it into perspective, you know, because a glass, whether a glass is half full or a glass is half empty, both are right. Both are correct. It just, it really is, and it's not a, and it's not a mumbo jumbo, like mojo, psych myself up you know, worldly motivation, pat yourself on the back. Hey, you can do it. Come on, come on, come on, go get them. It's not that, that's not going to work. That's not, it's not like viewing it that way and saying, okay, is it going to, is it on its way to filling up or is it, it's on its way to draining out? Because, you know, so it's, it's one of these things where the, the, the glass, the glass is always getting bigger. And, And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, there's never, your work is never finished when you're serving the Lord. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, God's given you one goal. 
in life, you know, or one purpose in life, meaning, you know, uh, just one thing to accomplish. Because if you are accomplishing, you know, something, he'll give you, we've been doing this word, this word blueprint, as you begin to accomplish something, you know, just as you begin to get, you know, the, the, the one area down and you begin to see it and it comes to fruition, then it's like the roles, the other parts of the blueprint, the other parts of what he's building in your life begin to roll out. Because it's all about once you become faithful in the little, right? You could become ruler over many, meaning that God has bigger things for you to do in his name for him. It's not just like a bigger car or a bigger house or a bigger bank account. I, I'm not talking about just a bigger business and a bigger growth so you can hire a bigger office and a higher higher floor. It, that, that's, the, that's the world's definition of, I guess, arriving. But many of those individuals are sitting possibly this morning in their big conference rooms looking at a glass and going, it's half empty. Because they, they may be operating without the peace of God. So that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about there's more to do. And if you look at it, the glass is always getting bigger. So it's not about, is you know, because both both are true. There's room, but are, it's not, I, I need to psych myself up and motivate myself so that I can add more to my, my cup and so it can overflow. It's, I need to trust that God has me in the place with the size cup that he has. And he's filling this up so that it'll overflow and then spill all over to people. See, the world system, they, they don't want it to overflow into other people, right? They, it's, it's just about like, go get me some more cups. You know, go get me some more cups. But the reality is, the truth is, it needs to overflow, right, and touch people around you. And that's the, I think that's the way God does things. And, you know, and if you look at this and uh, if we look at everything as half empty, we view it by the world standards or we're, or we measure ourselves sometimes, sometimes maybe your glass is, is not just a cup or a glass, but maybe it's, maybe it has, maybe it's a measuring, maybe, maybe you, maybe you drink out of a measuring cup, so to speak. So you're always looking at it and saying, okay, well, I had a cup yesterday. Now it's a little bit less. Or, man, I had X amount of milliliters yesterday. And, you know, it's, I, I'm not, man, I, I didn't grow today, you know, like I did yesterday. Or, I mean, I didn't have a week this week like I had last week. And you begin to measure it and you can't even enjoy it, right? Because all you're doing is measuring it. And so when we do that, too often our, our fear, listen, of the obstacles that lie before us become a, a self fulfilling prophecy. Meaning that, you know, just like these spies, they looked at the obstacles. All 12 saw the obstacles. They all looked at the same giants, the same walled cities, right? The same pagan, you know, customs. And they, they saw that. And then the two that were looking at it through the lens of God, they weren't measuring constantly, but they were looking at it through the lens of God. They, they saw the same obstacles, but they saw opportunities that outweighed them with the help of their Lord. And so if we're not careful you know, the obstacles that lie before us, if we focus and magnify those obstacles, they become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so even though the obstacles can be overcome, they can be overcome with the help of God, they're not overcome many times because we don't trust God. Hear me. We don't trust God to work through us. We want to do it ourselves. So we just like remove the whole, the whole deal altogether. It's like, hey, let me, you know, we'll take our cup and just let me dump it, let me dump it out of God's and into my own cup, you know, where I'm in control. And so even though God can help us overcome these obstacles, Diana, you know, we, we don't overcome them because we don't trust God to work through us. So we give up trying to accomplish anything for the Lord really before we even try. And, you know, I, I think, I just think that, you know, the work of God, and this is not like church work, 
this is not um, this is all work of God. I mean, if you're sitting right now, the CEO of a company, or you're working for an organization, or you're sitting right now, getting in your in your car, ready to drive to a client, or whatever it is you do, you know, if you if you got a shovel in your hand, you're getting ready to drive, or if you're a firefighter, or, I don't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you're sitting behind a computer, if you're sitting behind the wheel of a car, if you're going working, whatever you do, the, you're in God's work. That's his, the kingdom of God is all around you, and the purposes of God are all around you. It's not just on Sundays. In, in, so the work of God is a great work, but it's not an obstacle-free work. It's a work that requires sacrifice, right? To work as unto the Lord, it requires diligence, and it requires faith. And so God is able, and, and he desires to do great things through our churches, through our schools, through our businesses, right? Through our homes, through our families, through our, through our, through our hobbies, he desires to do great things, but most importantly, he desires to do great things through us. Amen? Amen. I thought of, for some reason, education, teachers. Um, it sounds crazy, but just whatever field the Lord has you in, make sure you're doing it as unto the Lord. I had a teacher in third grade, and I still remember her name. I don't know where she's at now. Her name is Sharon, Mrs. She Sharon She might be Todd. dead, babe. Third grade <laughs> was a long time ago. I'm, I hope, I'm pretty I hope sure. not. I don't there know. were two teachers, actually. Sharon Todd and Mrs. Landerville, and she was, uh, Mrs. Landerville was actually a kindergarten teacher, Um, but those two women, whether they realize it or not, here I am at my age, and I'm still recalling them because I believe, I don't know what their faith was at that point. I wasn't a Christian. I didn't really have an understanding of being a Christian at that point, but there was something about them that they loved in spite of. And they're very caring people, and they made an impact that here I am, you know, as a as a grandmother now at this point, and there's still something, they're markers. So whatever you do, do it in a way that it leaves a mark mm-hmm. so that, you know, here I am looking back, like they were great people. They, impar- they imparted in my life. They showed love and kindness. They spoke kind words, and it meant something to me enough that, you know, years later, here I am talking about it. So whatever your craft, whatever your career, whatever your business, whatever you know you find yourself in, make sure that you are doing it as unto the Lord, which is joyous, gracious, loving, you know, that you're exemplifying the the fruits of the spirit. I mean, that's challenging me so that no matter what, years from now, whatever mark you made on them may be a marker that they go back to, someone else goes back to and remembers like, hey, I remember this person and they made an impact in my life and why. And hopefully they're going to say, you know, they always talked about their faith mm-hmm. in God or in their, you know, in, in Jesus, however that is. So whatever you do, don't think it's, a, you know, you're working as a teacher and be like, God, I'll never, these kids don't behave. We're having to do all these different things. You know, the classes are harder to manage, blah, blah. My cl- classes have empty. Or you can say, this is the ground that God has put in my path. And so I'm going to work it and till it and love it and nurture it and do what I need to do so that at some point, maybe these children, something you did in their life may be an impact that they may recall and turn to the God that you serve because you you approach that that way. Amen. (laughs) Caught me in the middle of fidgeting. My shirt was caught on Ephesians 3.20. Let me just read this to you because this scripture, when we were putting this together, the scripture kind of just kind of illuminated out here. And let me just, it says in Ephesians 3.20, now 
unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And then the next verse, 21st, says, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And Paul teaches us that. I mean, if you ever wanted to, to meet somebody that, again, had a reason to view life half empty, it would be Paul because he was, he gave up his life of prestige, so to speak. I mean, he was a Christian killer, but he had prestige in the, uh, in the, in leadership in society. And he literally began to preach the gospel and was hated. And was, you know, if you read it as one account, I don't have the scripture in front of us and there's many times, but there's one specific account where Paul just went down, you can call it a list of things that he, uh, experienced you know, negative things. I mean, just, he was beaten and he talked about how many times he was beaten and ways he was beaten. Um, he talked about ship being shipwrecked and how many times he was shipwrecked. And he talked about how many times he was in prison. And he talked about, you know, all of these things that happened. And then he, and then he talked at the end of it, he brought it up and he said, you know, um, he talked about the weight of the gospel, the weight after all of those things, right. The, the weight of the gospel is, is still, um, most difficult, so to speak. And so he's, he's viewing it in honesty, but he's viewing it as half full because he wasn't complaining about those things. He was saying, I've gone through those things, the things that you view and the things that we view sometimes as making life half empty or making where I'm at half empty. But he was, he was saying, I I get that. I've, I've, I've done those things. And listen, basically my resume is, you know, yours won't compare. I've gone through it. And then some, you know, I've got, I've gotten T-shirts and all kinds of things, right? I mean, he's he's gotten it. He's this is the shirt I was wearing when I got bit by a snake. This is the shirt, you know. Hey, this this is the first shipwreck, you know, piece of wood I carried. I nailed it to the wall. He's got all the trophies there, but then he's saying, "Hey, you know what? The glass is still half full." And then he's then he then he pins Ephesians three twenty and twenty one. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And so there's three critical words in these verses. You know, number one, able. So we're going to wrap day one up, just kind of breaking these three things down here in this one verse in Ephesians 3, 20, right? Unto him that is able. So the first word I want to break down is able. That, that word is dunama, and it means to be possible, and that's a big deal, right? So, so unto him, right, who makes it possible, unto him who is able, and that's the first word I want to point out of there, God can make the impossible possible. He can take the glass half empty and make it half full if you view it that way. And the second word is power. So the first word able is dunamai, right? The second word power is dunamis. So unto him who's able to do exceedingly above all we think according to the power that works in us. So he's able, it's possible, right, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So I think it's half empty. Well, God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, right? He's able to change your thinking if you give him the right to do so. And then according to the power, his power that works in us, and that word is dunamis, it's the same root word as able. So those two words come from, so he's able through his power. The important thing to see here is where the power or possibility resides. And that is with who? With him, not us, right? And then the third word is worketh right? 
He's according to the power that works or worketh, which that word is energio, which is the same word translated, listen, effectual, fervent, which is in James 5, right? Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person, right? A righteous man availeth much. So when you, you know, when you effectually, fervently pray, believe, so God's power is possible and it's possibly already working in us, waiting to be unleashed. So his power is already working, waiting to be unleashed in us. That's powerful. And that, that's coming from the man who has a right, if there ever were a human who had a right to view the glass is half empty. I think it's perspective and the attitude in which you approach mm. it. I think that's really key. Don't forget to journal. Write your markers so you can look back and remember how far you've come. Mm. Good job. Hey, hope you guys are enjoying day one, day two. I believe it's going to be good because, I mean, the glass is half, it's not half empty. It's, it's just it's filling up. So it's going to get better, right? It's going to get sweeter. <laughs> Mike. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying the start of this series, and we'll be back tomorrow as we continue <coughs> on our series, Glass Half Full. But I have a couple of things I want us to mention before we head out. If you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every morning. You guys can opt into it for free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. If you guys are part of our live audience on Facebook or YouTube, thank you all for being here. Always appreciate you guys having you guys with us. But if for any reason you cannot make it to the live broadcast, you can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to uh, YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live, hit the subscribe button on our channel, and then hit the bell so that you're notified because we upload the replays of these episodes every single day at 3.30. You can also go to your favorite audio podcasting platforms on which we're on all of them, the biggest being Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to our feed. Whichever one you use, though, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on replay, you can always join us live when we do these episodes and we record them at 8.30 a.m. EST on Facebook and YouTube live. Just search Game Changer Podcast live and we will show up. Follow us on Instagram and social media. We post short, bite-sized clips of podcast episodes, phone wallpaper, shareable graphics of quotes from the show, and much, much more. It's Game Changer Podcast Live. Make sure that you follow us on whichever platform you use the most. Keep your eyes peeled this week. We are dropping our newest Bible plan on Friday. Red Light, Green Light is a five-day reading plan that drops Friday. Make sure that you guys go on there, subscribe to it, read through it, and then let us know what you think. If you guys want, we also did a podcast series a couple weeks back on the same topic, so you can double dip and listen to that uh, that series and read the Bible plan, but make sure that you sign subscribe to it and then let us know what you think of it but thank you all for tuning in we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning and on that note we out thanks so much for listening if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further check out the david villas game changer group on facebook we'll see you next time on the next episode of game changer